How do you make business problems disappear? Wrap them in bacon. For business owners, marketing execs, and anyone trying to grow your business, pump your profits, and make more while doing less, welcome to Bacon Wrapped Business with Brad Costanzo. Sizzling hot business advice guaranteed to make you fat. Profits. Every week, our chefs will serve you proven recipes for ramping up your revenue. Now, here's your host, Brad Costanzo. Hey, hey, this is Brad. Welcome to Bacon Wrap Business. Excited to have you back. It's been about a week and a half since our last episode. Sorry for getting a little behind schedule for you guys, but I'm really excited today because I've got a very special guest and we're going to be sharing how to land six-figure clients, maybe more, on demand with Kelly Fidel. Did I get that right, Kelly? Is it Fidel or Fidel or... Yep, Fidel. Fidel, I thought so. I thought so. So <laughs> I've I've known I've known Kelly for uh, several years. I've known her to be involved in you know multiple you know different businesses, and then over the past few uh, few years, I've really seen her her career take off as a premier sales expert, business strategist, strategist, and you know entrepreneurial mentor. And Kelly, what's really unique about you is that when having a conversation just about business and strategy it takes like 15 to 20 minutes for you to unlock you know unbelievable opportunities to make six figures uh, to you know over half a million dollars in business that people don't even see i actually th- you know that's that's one of my uh, specialties as well with a lot of folks they say that you know Brad you see what what i typically miss and i actually think that's a that's a really cool power to have is a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners get mired in their own business too much and sometimes there's huge opportunities right under their nose. So Kelly is an expert at finding those. Um, you may be stepping over opportunities, leaving them on the floor, but today we're going to find out how to uh, uncover those and how to really uh, pick apart the hidden opportunities in your business. So I'm excited for you guys to be able to learn from her so you can take these strategies that she's going to share and implement them in your own business. And then you can go out and start with the right kind of clients that you want today, right now. And I'm going to have Kelly explain a little bit more about what she means by clients, like who exactly she helps and how she helps them. Because I think you might be surprised that even if you don't think that uh, this you know, this information is pertinent for you because you don't have clients. You may be surprised at how quickly you could get some, making a lot of money. She's going to share about some really cool stuff that she's doing, uh, including an upcoming conference in Las Vegas that I guarantee that you're going to want to hear about. And um, Kelly, I'm really glad that you're here. Welcome to the show, Bacon Rat Business. Yeah, Brad, I'm super excited to be here. Thanks so much for having me. It's going to be awesome. Thank you. No, I really appreciate it. And, um, you know, it was really funny. I, I got to bring this up because I love airing dirty laundry. And luckily this has <laughs> nothing to do with you. But just on my, on my last episode, because I posted this on Facebook, I got uh, a listener, bless her heart, who emails me and says, Brad, I, I'm really so disappointed that you haven't had a woman on your show like accusing me of sexism and all this just because my past guests happen to be men and um, you commented on that. So uh, I am not having Kelly on here to fill quota just to let you guys know. <laughs> I value the business advice you share. <laughs> Right, right, just busting into the boys club, right? Right, absolutely. But you know what's really interesting about the fact that you know, with your expertise and what uh, what this woman <laughs> accused me of is you actually, you, or at least what it appears as though, you've carved out a really nice niche 
helping to serve female women entrepreneurs and break through the glass ceiling and um, get rid of it all together. And that's what's kind of funny is that you are very much about female empowerment, especially in the workplace. And here I have you on immediately after I got accused of. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, sometimes, I mean, listen, I love women. I love men. Actually, 40% of my clients are men and I still have my NFL clients and and all of those. But sometimes women, um, they forget their own value Uh and they feel this propensity to go back to the seventies of burn the bra, you know, woman power. And, um, it's not necessary. You know, you can have this soft power as a woman. Mm -hmm. Um, and it took me a while to learn that. I mean, coming out of corporate and competing in some of the most powerful boardrooms in the world, uh, I lost that for a while. I mean, I loved to win Mm -hmm. and I did win those, those deals, you know, million and billion dollar deals. Um, but as women, oftentimes we forget that, you know, it's okay to just play in your world and, and other people don't have to join you. Um, so yeah, I, I saw that gender discrimination. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Hey, you're nobody until you've been accused of <laughs> that kind of stuff. So well, enough about that. Let's let's jump into the into the meat of this uh, pun, yep. pun fully intended, and let's talk about. I don't like to go too far or too deep into the origin stories of folks because yep. I th- I think they're really important for people to understand where you kind of came from, but. I love for people to have actionable advice when they're listening to this. You know, they're spending their time and giving us their, their attention. But, but let's get do a little bit of origin story, and then let's give some people some really fun uh, stuff that they can run out and do, and then talk about your No Glass Ceiling Women's Conference coming up in Las Vegas here in just a few minutes. But um, Boom. Quick, quick backstory. What, yeah, you know, yeah. What I can, got I it all started? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I can do that. What in makes about you qualified seconds. to be on my show, Kelly? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll give you, you and your listeners the quick and dirty. I mean, truly, I started my sales career at the age of nine. So I was raised by a single mom, very poor. I wanted a pair of shoes, right? A girl has got to have her shoes, Brad. Oh, yeah. And my mom was brilliant. And she said, look, go pick avocados at your aunt's house, take them door to door and sell them. And earn the money and buy shoes. And I was like, oh my God, that's brilliant. So I did. I picked the avocados. I went door to door and I found out very quickly calling on clients one-on-one sucked. Mm-hmm. Now, I was really young. So I really didn't understand the art and science of leverage and how sexy it is, which is a lot of what I teach today, whether it be through selling and centers of influence and circle strategic alliances and whatnot. But I got this bright idea of where do my clients hang out in groups? And I went to the cul-de-sac and sold them all. And of course I got my shoes. So I love selling, you know, selling sales, deal making deals, closing the sale. I mean, I, I really call it what it is. Um, uh, I climbed the corporate ladder for anyone listening that may say, well, this is easy for you because you've done all this. Uh, let me give you a quick heads up. I ditched all the time in high school and barely graduated and I ejected from college. So, you know, I really did love the art and science of sales and selling and had these tremendous experiences to, like I said, climb this corporate ladder, loved corporate, loved working with men and, you know, running billion dollar sales divisions and and I mentioned earlier, sitting and competing in some of the most powerful boardrooms in the world of Fortune 100. But you know what happened, Brad, was like along the way, I saw a lot of women and I, I say cool men that um, either 
did not own their value or did not see their own blind spots and hit a lot of minefields that took them out of the game for absolutely no reason. And it really bugged me. So I've been on a mission for quite some time to turn that around for people. I love that. I love mission-driven entrepreneurs. That's fantastic. You know, you um, and you even mentioned just a minute ago, yeah, I love dealing with men, but now it's almost like you you're helping women is it because like you were so effective in working in a kind of a patriarchal business um environment that you really kind of understood how to do it and now you're trying to help other uh and you're not just working with men uh, women as you said it's like 40 percent of uh your your clients are are men but you 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 really do have a um a niche carved out in helping women kind of follow in your footsteps and achieve you know their greatness um is that, is that part of the mission or is it? Yeah. I mean, the actual mission and vision of No Glass Ceiling is to help 1 million women make one change, one simple change. And it represents 1% of the world's population to cause a ripple effect from around the world. Oh, that's amazing. So that's the legacy. You know, I'm committed to do that. I mean, you know, I have nothing more to give but all of my knowledge and my time before I die. Yep. And with the results that people get... I mean, you know, I'm, it, Brad, listen, it's the football mom in me. I'm like, <laughs> let's go. Chop, chop, wiki, wiki. Let's get some results. So, um, there's yeah. no crying in business. <laughs> <laughs> Stop crying. <laughs> cool. So you brought up a couple points. Uh, so first of all, you, you mentioned, um, kind of getting into what you're doing now. Um, so you mentioned that you help people land six figure clients. So the word client it can be a little bit nebulous because a client can be all different types of clients. But give me an example of some of the folks you help, like what they do for a living, what their business is. I can, you know, I would imagine, you know, people who are consultants from business, marketing consultants, uh, life and business coaches and things like that are probably absolute perfect um, clients of yeah. yours. But t- tell me a little bit about more about the people that you really serve and kind of the varying degrees of what they do. Yeah, definitely. So first of all, sometimes when people think, oh, six-figure deals in 60 days, how do you do that? Or, you know, is that like stringing myself out to get 100 clients? So, or they'll hear, um, yes, I'm notorious for closing big clients or corporate clients in like a one, two, three call close. Mm -hmm. Um, So disclaimer, first of all, less is more. All right. So you don't need a hundred billion clients and bigger is not always better in this particular case. Right. So the big jumbo client may not be. So the, the folks that I really work with as far as clients go are entrepreneurs. Now that is still a really broad category. So not mm-hmm. the brand new, you know, fresh and shiny entrepreneur that has just trying to figure out what an email is or what a landing page is, right? Love them. But the football mom and me, Brad, would probably, you know, tear them apart with love because I I like to move quickly and someone has to at least um, been in business a little bit, don't have to have success with it, you know, but maybe tried to get it up over 20 miles an hour and really can't do it. Mm -hmm. Some of my clients are folks that have come out of corporate that want to start a business, Some have been entrepreneurs that have struggled to find the right business model and go out and make six figures. I mean, you got to make six figure before you make seven, right? You got to, yeah, walk before you run. Exactly. And so, 
you know, I serve both entrepreneurs and corporations, meaning small to mid-sized businesses and huge corporations. So there, there are three separate um, profit channels in my own business. And I really, my heart is in the entrepreneur market because I can go out and kind of, you know, put my finger in the cocktail and stir it up and, and land big business with a corporation. And, and that's, you know, money. That's great. But my ability to really give back and help people, you know, make a difference and make big money comes in the entrepreneur space. That's what I love. I love it. So give me an example, not of one of your successes, but yeah. of one of your, you know. My clients? Yeah. Give me, a, give me one of your favorite ones. Just that was like, oh, man, this was maybe even improbable or unexpected or, or just something that, where you were able to remove one kink in the hose that made everything work. I, lo- I love stories like that where it's, you know, just yeah. the, the fun ones. And not about you because people might think you're a superhero. I want to hear what you're able to do for other people. Right. And, and this is cool because they can also go to the website and see all of these. But, you know, let me give you um, – I'll start small and go big, okay? Yep. So um, I have some training that's accessible in the free membership. And when people actually go in and do the training, uh, I, I love in the Facebook group when people go, I got my first client, the first right kind of client, mm-hmm. right? A higher paying client. So um, Lucia – She landed her first client, and then she landed her second client, then her third client, then her fourth client in a week. Well, that's great. Now, what what, what kind of business does Lucia do? What's what's her? Yeah, Lucia has a company called Lucia & Company, and she does this really cool thing where she does um, corporate gifts and entrepreneur gifts. So, for example, if you were going to send a thank you to a client or if, like, for example, um, if I'm going to have a speaker – that's going to come to an event or something, I would give them a gift, right? Or someone comes in a mastermind or, you know, someone is a a private client and they have a success. They break through a barrier. Um, You can send them a gift. So she, I'm I'm actually working on something like that. Like actually as being a customer right now, like sourcing uh, something exactly like that. I may want to talk to you offline about that, but go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, Mary is, I don't want to say their last names, but that's, you guys no, can no, that's all right. them. Yeah. So, you know, Mary is Pl- the un By the way, pl- yeah, plug them. If, if it's something that uh, they can benefit from you plugging them, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people who want, like corporate gifts and stuff. That's cool. So Yeah, so <laughs> Lucia Robles, uh, Lucia and Company, and nice. then Mary Kramer, completely different, um, intuitive healer, mm-hmm. is a registered nurse, uh, moved into the energy intuitive healing space, believe it or not. Fortune 500 executives love that world. Um, we spent about an hour and a half at lunch. She went out six hours later, landed a client. She's like not a salesperson at all. Wow. So I was excited about that. Um, and there's countless stories of people landing, you know, a client, two clients every week um, that are the right kind of clients. And then, um, you know, AJ Roberts, I mean, you know, AJ is a, AJ, a world, yeah. yeah, world powerlifting champion, comes out of the fitness market, had never, goes to a ton of events, had never even looked at larger clients, came to my event. We spent three days. And the first thing that I was really honored, Brad, is that, you know, he said, look, I come to a lot of events and everything that you've said, I've never even heard before. It is like the ultimate lead gen. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So, you know, that, that was enough for me. But then he went out in 90 days and he landed a $180,000 nutritional company. Wow. 
Yeah, and he does marketing, consulting, and online, and digital, and everything else that... Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's 50% down, and then they pay 50% before the, the gig is done. Yeah, not, um, yeah, 90 grand down, that's that's not bad. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, because that's what I teach. I mean, listen, it's big pocket. They Companies expect that. But what was funny is I said, so what was it like to land your first big client? And he goes, you know, it didn't feel like a big client. Like, he went in jeans and flip-flops because that he modeled them, ah, right? Ah, that's beautiful. And that was cool. And then last one I'll share with you is, a gal named Jeannie Hudson. She has a company called Talent Insights. She came to me as a referral, literally was in human resources in a company, not no sales, super quiet, and um, didn't have a business, didn't have a domain name, didn't know what she was going to do, like literally scratch, but has a little bit of business background, right? Mm-hmm. And we took her from domain name, website, business model, into targeting the right clients. And in 10 weeks, she landed a $16,000 client and then 30 days later, another $30,000 client. Wow. And now she consistently does these, you know, five-figure or annual six-figure deals. So that's, isn't that so fun to know that you created that success in those people? You know, or that you had um, not even created it. You unlocked it like it was there. It was there the y- whole time. They had that ability and you just kind of helped help help them see that look it's possible. Yeah, you know, I'm glad that you said that because I never want to think I created it, right? I mean, people have to do the work and it and it's it's lead a tough. horse to water. Yeah, lead, you, right? you led them to the water. It's like, hey, there's an oasis over here. You just got to know where to find it. Yeah, and they were super thirsty and they were like, "My god, this is fantastic." So, yeah, I mean, that again, I could just go out and make money, obscene adult money, I call it. Mm-hmm. Um, but what lights me up are these kind of results that people get because they struggle unnecessarily. So I totally dig it. That's why I do it. That's awesome. So earlier in the conversation, to prove to you I'm taking notes and, <laughs> and paying attention, um, you mentioned something about, uh, you know, one of the problems you see is that so- certain people just don't realize their their own value. Um, right. Talk to me a little bit more about that because from some of my clients, I've seen that. That's hap- I mean, that, that's been an issue with me in the past where, you know, I, uh, I always never kind of felt like I was, you know, worthy of charging a lot of money or worthy of taking the next step or putting myself out there. And it's like something that I had to kind of, you know, work through, you know, on my own stuff. I also think it helped me, you know, that, that feeling of inadequacy. Right. Um, it can either, it can either cripple you or propel you. Luckily, I think it propelled me because I always felt I wasn't good enough. So I had to learn something new or do something more. Um, where it did cripple me is sometimes I, w- I would not get out of my comfort zone or just take that step when I was ready. And I kind of never felt like I was ready, but at least it added the fuel to my fire to, to get better and better and build my skill set. But I see that as a big challenge for a lot of folks. So how do you help people get raise their rates and own their value? Boom. Yeah. So first of all, this is I'm going to talk to the listeners for a second, okay, Brad? Like with okay, love. I'm going to go get a drink and you know, <laughs> bring me back one. I would like a, I would like an umbrella in it, please. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah. So for the listeners, first of all, here we go and take a couple notes. It's not about you when it comes to your pricing. All right, the value proposition and the pricing proposition is about the result proposition, 1000%. So it works like this. If 
And, and I do want to talk about value on the other side of the fence in one moment. So, you know, what happens is oftentimes you'll say, I want to raise my rates or I want to, you know, change my pricing. Um, so I think I'll just double my rates. And then what happens is getting into that sales buying process, I call it. I don't subscribe to old school selling. So it's always a buying process, right? A negotiation is simply someone, you know, objections come from a negotiation where someone has not heard the value yet. So what that means is this. The result that you get for someone is equivalent to the investment that they're going to make in their business. So what that means is this. If you charge a thousand bucks and I'm going to get three, two, three, five thousand dollars in result, is it worth it? Yes. If you're going to charge five thousand dollars and you haven't done that before, it may feel odd to just jack up the rate which is what a lot of people do in the industry. And it makes no sense because you have to have the, the understanding behind it of the value and the result. So if someone's going to invest five grand, but the return on investment is 10, 50, $100,000, then obviously it makes sense. Or if someone is going to invest 10 grand and the result that they're going to receive is maybe you know, a, getting healthy and living a week longer how much is that worth? Or, you know, being able to generate, I invest 10 grand and I'm able to generate a hundred grand. Is that worth it? Yes, absolutely. So what happens is people identify their pricing with their own value instead of identifying pricing or an investment, right? The cost of goods sold to the result that they get for their client, that's, so that's great. You say that you know it's kind of funny just to interject. So one of my, one of my is, is a close friend, mentor, and happens to be a client as well. He um, he he phrased it in a in a very similar way. He and I've taken it on to myself as well, which is you know he charges twenty thousand dollars to spend one day with him. You know, uh, he calls it a power day, but, you know, he's in the real estate niche and he helps people just increase their business. And he goes, I'm not worth $20,000 for a day. Nobody's worth that. But I can solve a $20,000 or more problem for somebody. You know, that's the thing. He's like, if you've got a problem, you want to make, you know, is it worth $20,000 for you to solve that? And if they know what it is, because if they know that they can get $100,000 out of that or a million dollars out of that, yeah, well, you're not paying for me. You're paying for the solutions and the results that I can provide you. And it's realizing that, yeah, I can solve a $20,000 problem or a $5,000 problem and getting people to real, yeah, put that, ascribe that value to the results that they're getting. Completely. I mean, what happens with big companies and then, and also I want to talk a little bit about the value bride because you're so Right. I mean, people that get it say, oh, yes, okay, that makes sense. So it's kind of like when you walk into a big company or even an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And if I were to say to you, Brad, let's pretend you drink milk, right? And I don't know how much a gallon of milk is, but maybe it's three or four dollars for a gallon of milk, right? But if I brought you a gallon of milk and said it's 30 cents, would you buy it? 
Knowing that it's normally three or four dollars. Yep. <laughs> no. Okay. Why yeah. not? Where'd you get that milk? <laughs> exactly. What's wrong with Did it? Did you Is milk it... a bull? <laughs> <laughs> I went That's there. Bad. I went there. <laughs> I. You know what? And I instantly went there too. So that's like even worse. Um, but you know, people do that. So they become what I affectionately call the eight dollar business booty call right? They undervalue and they say, oh, you know, buy the 30 cent gallon of milk. Well, people know that that is not the true value of someone's, you know, gift or result that they can generate. So they think something's wrong with it. So corporations will run. They're used to paying top dollar. They've got to offload the budget. They've got the money and they really do want to do business with companies. I mean, the MGM outsources $78 million of goods and services to people like you and I every year. They're speaking at the event. So um, now the value piece, especially for women, I'll, I'll like give a little tough love, but women are notorious for, they have a lot of experience They've, you know, done different things in their lives, of course, get to a certain point where I'm going to start a business or I'm going to do something new. And we forget any previous expertise or value that we have brought to the table or results we've ever helped people in the past and erase it completely and feel like we have to start from square zero and get all of these new results, these new testimonials, and, you know, figure out our new skill set instead of looking at and bringing forward the value. Now, men who I love on occasion, you're right, have value issue. However, men remember like the day they're born. They know exactly how awesome they were when they drank their bottle or exactly how awesome they were when they won the kindergarten, you know, soccer game. And I, and I adore that about men, right? Because owning the value, the two different ways that the brain are, are wired, I don't have time to go into that. And just uh, the way we as people are hardwired, the value does bring forward. Now, both, both sides of the fence really do need to break through the barriers and understand value. And it's not always just about results. It usually comes from other places too. That's great. I love that. I love that. And especially, I mean, that really is the key takeaway. And it's funny because I hadn't even thought about that till you brought it up, which is, yeah, that, you know, your value is not in the, in how, how valuable you feel to somebody. It's, yeah, if you know that you can solve their problem and you know that they can, if you know that they can capitalize upon the investment that they're making in you, then yeah, you know, charge it. I've got a million examples of that. But now I want to jump into some more of the actual advice and the things you give people. So, for instance, if um, I mean, if you're talking to me, imagine that yeah. you're talking to Brad Costanzo right now. Um, you've got you sound like you've got this down pretty well that you can. No matter what somebody's doing, whether they're an intuitive healer or a you know marketing consultant or you know, you know you name it, what you you mentioned that AJ said that you oh this is some ultimate lead generation stuff. I've seen a lot of stuff and I haven't heard the stuff that you're talking about. What's the kind of stuff that? What are the little knowledge bombs that you're dropping to make people's ears perk up to go huh this Kelly girl she okay knows, she so knows her of- stuff. <laughs> you rock. Okay, so instead of just a knowledge bomb, I'm going to give one. St- actionable strategy that people can go out right now and land a piece of business. Is that okay? Even better. Go. All right. So they can hit rewind if I go too fast. So it's going to 
it's going to revolve around leverage. Remember the cul-de-sac with the avocados? Yep. So mark, set, go. Here's how this works. One strategy is associations. They're very easy to get to. They typically have three, five, or 10 employees. So the decision maker, whether it be human resources, marketing, accounting, or the CEO, whoever's in there, you can get to them very easily. They'll make a decision. One thing that you can do is with the three, five, or 10 employees, let's just say five employees, they typically have a membership base of 10, 20, 50,000 members. Those are also your ideal clients. Associations are always looking for, quote, educational partners to come in and provide value to their membership. They need to constantly help their members grow their own businesses um, so that they don't leave their association. They're competing to keep the membership. So how do you do that? First of all, call the association, let them know that you work with companies as an educational partner, and you would like to provide some value to help their members grow their business. Boom. It opens the conversation, right? You don't tell them what you do. You tell them how you're going to help them. And then here are some methods on how you can help them. You can interview the key decision maker. Brad, just like what you're doing, a podcast. I mean, if you went to an association CEO and offered to it to a podcast, that CEO is instantly going to want to do what? Blast it out to his 10,000, 50,000, 100,000 member base. So it's a Oh, great by the way, and you can interview the CEO, uh, not only put it on a podcast, transcribe it, stick it on Amazon uh, Kindle, or depending on how big it is, make a physical book about it. And now you've just given that association and the, uh, and the CEO of it something that amazingly valuable. Exactly. That, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, exactly. So that's, I mean, that's one method. So if, but if people aren't doing like what you and I are doing right now, they can also provide a blog or a, an article in the newsletter because that goes out weekly or monthly to that entire membership base. Mm -hmm. And you just put their little bio box, you know, your little ad slick in there. Um, another really awesome thing is that associations are always looking for educational partners, wink, wink, which is just like a salesperson, um, to do a teleseminar, a webinar uh, out to the base. Now, the, I will say, warning, warning, all right? Do not sell on the first go around. You can say you have three strategies. You're going to teach one and then have them opt in to get the other two. Yep. But build the relationship. So it's a fantastic way to leverage thousands of people. I mean, Brad, if you're the CEO of an association, I interview you or I offer to do a teleseminar for your folks or whatever. Of course, I instantly have credibility when you pump me out to your list. So yep. it's great. And then, you know, there's a couple other things that you can do. I won't get into a lot of this, but, you know, there's local, regional, national events. But one of my other favorites is that they have what, what's called a client appreciation day. I mean, they'll partner with an auto dealer. The auto dealer will set up a canopy and bring cars in and have a barbecue and the members show up and they give them a reduced loan rate. Well, you can do the same thing. So you can use literally their training room or their boardroom and have small groups of, you know, their, in their reports, they have the A, B, and C business clients. All right. So you can ask them or, or negotiate with them. I'm like going super fast. This is like day training in right. five seconds. Hey, right? do it. You know the nice part? If you're listening to this on like on podcast apps or whatnot, you can <laughs> slow it down to like half speed. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, um, but what's cool is that, you know, you can actually do 
mini group training. So imagine doing a four hour or a three hour strategy, business strategy kind of consulting day. You can call it whatever you want. And they'll put 10, 12, 15 people in a room for you. So there's virtually no marketing cost. The association will pay for the coffee and the bagels or whatever. And you come in and add this value. It's very unique in the market. And, uh, I am truly hoping that I do not see this like launched out on some ridiculous internet marketing launch, but they won't ever be able to do what we do because there's so much more to do it, Brad, um, but it's super simple, right? So to me, it doesn't matter. There's business everywhere and money is all around you. You're right. There are millions of associations and there are 5,000 live events every single day in the United States. And everybody's looking for content, for expertise. They're looking, uh, I personally, I have a podcast. I'm looking for valuable guests. And here you are, you know, I invited you to come on because I value your expertise. And now I'm helping to share your message with all of, you know, my listeners. It's it's very, very similar. It's, this is the association of bacon wrap businesses, right? <laughs> boom, I love it. I, Who I need to love bacon? Exactly, boom. Uh, so, okay, so this is cool. And, you know, I want to add one thing because I think it's important. I'm sure you go over this, but um, because I've, I've got a, a decent amount of experience in creating these strategic alliances as well. I'm, one of my favorite uh, sources of business is exactly like that. And like when you said, um, when you contact these people and you say, listen, I'd love to be able to provide value to your members to help grow their business. Uh, the other thing is, it, you know, this value also helps you, Mr. Association CEO, grow your business. How would you like to attract, reactivate former members? How would you like to grow your uh, your member base? Because that's the you know you hit that selfish thing with them as well as just providing value. They have self they have those selfish things as well. So you let them know you know we can provide like you and you mentioned it you know the client appreciation day. Well, why would a auto dealership or why would another company do a client appreciation day because they want more. <laughs> they want those clients to come in and spend more money. So uh, just to the listeners out there, always play on their, you know, their, their greedy or their, I guess their self-interest as well as the more, you know, how oh, we'll help you help your clients. That's great. But you know what that'll do for you is that'll, that'll bring you more business. It's like, ah, oh, okay. I, so I can use Kelly or Brad or whoever as a marketing tool for myself. Oh, that's genius. Now all of a sudden you really do become a partner and you're not just somebody who's just trying to get your, your message out there. So it's so, so powerful. I love that. And you're right. So few people talk about that. I, I, I never hear people talk about go to those associations. Um, yeah, I mean, I love associations there. And I mean, there are actually 17 different Profit verticals, just like that association happens to be one of them. And then there's 16 others. At the end of the day, it's a business. So I love what you said to the, to your listeners, to high listeners. Like I love what Brad says for everybody, right? Which is, um, you know, this is a business. I mean, don't be afraid to talk about profitability. I mean, we're not a nonprofit. No, but it's even not if a the, hobby, you know, and right? even if the association is a nonprofit, they still have goals. What are their business goals? They want to grow their membership base. They want to grow their their uh, you know, if it's a charity, they want to grow their charitable donations. They want to grow different stuff. So yeah, find out. And this is true in sales of anything. And this it kind of leads into the next step, which is in the in the closing of the deals. But go to um, yeah, find out what they really want, and then pitch you know, and then pitch that. So few salespeople ask 
good questions, in my opinion. They just yeah. go straight into the pitch. Well, it's such an awkward transition, right? So yeah. what happens is that, I mean, it's a fatal mistake that I think entrepreneur and salespeople make is that they look at the sales cycle and the process as these three or five or seven disjointed separate functions because that's what people teach out there oftentimes. Mm-hmm. And it's two 80s, 90s. At the end of the day, there's no such thing. It's a buying process. And what happens is by the time we get in front of a decision maker or contact them because of the internet, they're already 70%, 70% through the decision making or buying making process. So when a when some, you know, when someone like us comes in and that decision maker is already 70% through the buying process, and we start at square one, it's like, my God, how fast can I grab a dull pencil and stab myself in the eye? I mean, who wants to do yeah. that? Mm-hmm. So that's where people can't close a deal. And they go, I don't know what's wrong. So, so it, what is your, what do you think the key is to closing the deal to, to getting these six figure clients? Cause it's easy to go out and get three and four and five figure and not always five figure clients, but sometimes what do you think the, uh, what is it that you and your clients are doing so much better or different or more effective than the other stuff you see in the market? Yeah. I mean, I think it's, you know, it's honestly, it's like a combination of things, right? Okay. Um, super high level. I mean, first of all, it's, you know, what's your plan and who's your avatar? And people talk about avatar or ideal client in this very esoteric way. But when, you know, when I work with folks and they get super clear on exactly who that client is, um, it's a fast track to cash, no, no doubt. Because when you really understand your market and your business model, and your ideal client, then it's a matter of packaging and pricing your, de- your deliverable to that market. Okay. Mm-hmm. And once that's done, which is a really, you know, relatively quick process, um, then it's actually tightening up the plan and then going out and making the call or getting the introduction to people. Mm-hmm. Well, so then, what, do you, what do you feel has been for both you and some of your clients, the uh, most effective way to make that uh, initial introduction, especially, you know, like what you were saying a, a minute ago is, you know, hit up the associations and that is, you know, that's general putting yourself out there, lead generation, and hopefully you add enough value to these people. But what about when you're like, man, I want to go, you know, you've got your sights set on somebody or a very specific avatar person. Do you go direct to them to prospect or do you just yeah, I mean, I'll tell you how I closed the MGM Resorts in uh, three call close in one week. Now we're talking. Give it, give it to me. <laughs> I'm gonna give it up. I, so I literally look at. Um, so I'll tell you exactly how I did it in as short amount of time as possible. Okay, I'm having the event No Glass Ceiling in Vegas in October. I wanted to see what other types of women leaders were in that area and women conferences. I literally stumbled on them, the MGM, and that they do a women's conference internally for their people. Hmm. And I wanted to see who the stakeholder and the decision maker was. Like, who's the trigger puller that's driving this? It, was, it started with curiosity. Yep. And I did some research on her. And she reports to James Marin, the CEO of the MGM Resorts. Now, they have... Fast, I'll give it to you fast. They have 62,000 employees. 44% are women in middle to upper level management. And they outsource $78 million a year 
in goods and services to people like you and I, everything from graphic design and construction to, um, you know, human resources, leadership, marketing, sales, you name it. So they got a $78 million budget a year to hire people, other people outside yes. their company. That's yes. an important thing to realize, folks. So go yeah. ahead. <laughs> yeah, it's huge. I mean, they've paid out over $1.5 billion and they're very big on diversity. So it did not take me long. I'm saying maybe 20 minutes to kind of drive down into the internet and see. And I was fascinated. And I said, I'm just going to pick up the phone and call. And I did. I found their, you know, 800 number. Mm-hmm. Um, I looked around at some other things and I figured out their naming convention. So, you know, sometimes a company will have first initial last name or full name dot last name right. at so I just figured it out. You know, I mean, it's like not hard. Just look mm-hmm. on the press releases. Yeah, it tells you everything. That, that, that's so great. Yeah, yeah. You're so you wanted to find her email address, right? But you didn't know exactly, and you didn't necessarily ask that person. So you did you guess it based upon that naming convention? I guessed it, but I didn't have to. Yeah. So you know, we're all busy, right? So I called. I asked to speak with her. I got her voicemail. Okay. And I left a message, and I said. Hi, this is Kelly. I never say my last name. Okay, because you don't want them to do a bunch of research on their own? Because they won't remember. They don't care. Like, who cares people's last name? Right. Right? They'll remember Brad, but they're not going to remember Costanzo necessarily. Well, plus, you know, psychologically, if you just say this is Kelly, it may cause her to think, well, if if she's that casual in first name basis with me, maybe I met her. (laughs) Maybe it puts them into, hmm, did I meet this person? Do I know them? Maybe I do. Maybe I'll call them back. Yeah. And I mean, she leads the diversity division. Now, please don't get me wrong. I was a little nervous. I mean, she was the first black law student in the 60s, 70s. Wow. She leads a multi-trillion dollar company. I mean, this was like, She's a big deal. She's a big deal. And um, I called. I said, hi, this is Kelly. I help um, companies to grow their business and help women. Uh, I think I said something like, I help women breakthrough barriers to build a better lifestyle and build a fearless seven-figure business, something like that, right? Because I had to kind of like adjust it on the fly because I'm dealing with a corporation. And uh, I said, I'm having an event in October, a ceiling. I would love to talk with you, not only about my event, but I would love to talk with you about the diversity division and how I can bring what I do into your company. Yep. You went right for her hot button. You knew it. Yeah, because you and the, the the early research paid off. You didn't. It wasn't a cold call. It, I mean, it wasn't really cold. It was maybe cold for her, but it was warm for you because you knew what that hot button was. You weren't just saying, "Here's what I do. Here's what I do." You knew that they had a diversity division. You knew it was a important to them, so you addressed it. I like that. Yep. And I said, as a in, in this particular case, I I happen to say, as a former Fortune 100 executive, I wanted to say congratulations for 44% of your organization being mid and upper level uh, management women. That's great. You did, that and, on the, you did that on the voicemail? Yeah. That's great. See, you know what, Brad? So I don't know. It's like maybe I've just grown enough where time is money for everybody, and she'll either get it or she won't. Uh-huh. So 24 hours later, I got a phone call from the director of public relations. He reports to her. She reports to the CEO. And he said, I want to talk to you. 15 minutes. I said, that's great. We get on the phone. I said, we have 15 minutes. He goes, yes. I said, I tell you what, uh, we have 15 minutes. If we're here any longer, you're asking questions. I've booked out 90 minutes. And he goes, oh, great. Hour and 15 minutes later, the deal was done. 
they were impressed at how much I knew about their company, which was really a, a 10 minute Google. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I wanted to do business with them because, you know, Brad, I believe in choosing who you want to do business with, mm-hmm. not because you have to, because you want to hang with these people. Life gets a lot easier when you do that. Amen, brother. I'm telling you. And, um, then I had a second call with their team and the third call was, um, with her and the team and they, and she will be at the event and talking. She's going to do a 45 minute and then we're going to do a 20 minute fireside chat. And the speakers are required. It's my requirement that they share something in their life where they've had to break through their own barrier, break through their own glass ceiling. Oh, that's going to be fantastic. Yeah. I so she's going to be doing that. And, so, and I actually did the same thing with Zappos too. Ooh. Same exact thing. Love Zappos. So, yep. so, so they're going to be there too and same exact formula. So, you know, really it is at the core. I mean, I don't want to like go an hour, but we could, right? Oh, why not? Uh, uh, it really is about understanding the result you get. And if you don't have results yet, think about former results, all right? And test it with a small group. Understanding your model, who you want to do business with. And it all comes from that place of want. Dial in your package and your pricing, understand the buying process, and, um, you know, do a lot of research. I mean, this doesn't take long. And you only need two, three, five, either big companies, associations, affluent entrepreneurs. I mean, and my NFL clients, you know, obviously are different. My executive mentoring clients for CEOs are different entrepreneurs are different. So understand the pricing model and the value that you bring. And you don't, you don't need, I mean, 10, let me back up, get all excited. Three, five, 10 clients is a seven figure business. Oh yeah, you're right. Now, is there anything different that is um, with you that w- when you're actually in the close, cause we've kind of talked about general lead generation and putting yourself in the, you know, associating with the right leverage points, uh, getting in the door once you know, you know, who you want to talk to, you know, research, find them, get in there, hit the value propositions, et cetera. So is there anything else that differentiates your style when you're actually there, when you're advising people like AJ to close a $180,000 deal with 50% up front? Do you have any, is there any secret sauce that yeah, I mean, or? yeah, yeah, there is. Um, you know, I mean, I think the biggest thing is that, first of all, when you get in front of a decision maker, whether it's on the phone or in person, they're there to do business and people for some reason don't, they forget that, right? It's mm-hmm. not like you're having people over for Christmas dinner. <laughs> you're not planning a wedding. They try to you get know, too comfortable to, and small talk too much or what? Uh, you know, it's, you're, you're there to do business. It's really a 20 minute conversation. So for me, it would go something like this. Hey, thanks for your time. You know, we've decked about 18 minutes. If we're talking any longer, you're asking questions and, you know, let's, let's talk about, you know, what we both have, what we can bring to the table together if we are a fit and what we need to do to move forward to a yes. That's great. Set the stage That's the early. first thing I come out of my mouth. Yeah. And I, lo- I love the, hey, I've, I've you know, blocked off 18 minutes. If, we talk in, if we're talking any longer, that's because you're asking me questions. I, I love that. That's, it's a really yeah. good strategy. Yeah. I always use an odd number. Because it's a it's a pattern interrupt, and mm-hmm. fifteen minutes means thirty, and thirty means an hour, and people are sick and of that. And so, twenty sounds like you just pulled it out of the air, yeah. Right, atmospheric extraction, right? <laughs> yeah. Rectal, <laughs> so, re- like Frank Frank Kern, I've heard him say rectal extraction method. <laughs> I know, God, Frank, God love him. Oh yeah. 
But, um, you know, and then I just have the, the conversation. I'll say, you know, hey, you know, here's with the limited amount of information that I have, here's what I know today. And then I take 90 seconds and then let them talk, listen more, ask them, what's the biggest challenge in your business right now? Let them talk. If you don't make a change in the next three to six months, how's that going to impact your business? Like if you're talking to an entrepreneur or how's that going to impact your company or other departments if you're talking to a company? Great. What do we need to do to move forward to a yes? Yep. And I tell people, listen, so, so Brad, this is important, right? Time and value are one-on-one when it, it comes to working with anybody, whether it's an entrepreneur or a key decision maker. Because if someone makes a thousand bucks an hour, right? Eight grand a day, let's say, for easy numbers. Okay. And they give 30 minutes of time to either one of us. They're basically giving us $500. To listen. Because of their time. You're right. So I think people need to honor that. So it's like the thought of spending more time, less is more. So I literally tell them, listen, you know what? Uh, you know, ultimately our goal is let's see if we want to, you know, move forward together to a yes. And we'll, we'll come to an agreement of a fast yes or a fast no um, or continue the conversation. And they're like, wow, that's great. And I said, yeah, there's nothing worse than the forever maybe. Yeah, you're so right. You know, that kind of brings up the uh, – one of my favorite books on negotiation is uh, – have you ever heard of Start With No? Uh, yes, I have. Okay, yeah. yeah. Have you Start read with it? No, yeah. yes. yes. Have, you, have, you, have you ever read it's it? It's been a while. Have you it's read been, it or have you just heard of it? It's been too many years. I shouldn't <laughs> even say that. <laughs> I don't know, so I don't know if you've read it, but uh, – it, so he, he takes he, – he goes to great pains. The author does. I forget his name. To um, – to discredit the the start with yes or the win win get just getting to yes uh, I think it's getting to yes is that strategy because he's like look a decision hasn't been made till somebody says no first of all so he goes I'll start with no like I hey, got listen I'm going to you know to, and this also helps to ease them and put them in a comfortable zone something of the nature like uh, listen I I don't know yet if what I have to offer is of is going to be valuable to you or not. So I want you to feel free to tell me, no, this won't work for me. Not under any circumstance. It's not going to work. That's okay. Feel free to tell me no. That being said, here's what I've got. So you kind of put them at ease telling them, I'm going to give you permission to say no and tell me to get a, take a hike. Uh, I love that. Jim camp. Jim Camp, Jim Camp. That boom, yes, exactly. Yeah. And uh, I love that, and I also love the fact that, you know, like you said, look, I'm going to put you at ease. It's only going to take a, a, you know, a little bit of time, and what's it going to take to get to yes? Because you're going to basically tell them, what's it going to take to, how do I need to sell you? You tell me what you need to hear, and a lot of times they will. That's kind of... Um, yeah, I mean, and there are times when I'll have a conversation with a client, and if... This this is rare, but if it does happen and they get very demanding, I always keep it in a partnership style yep. of we're working together. Absolutely. The minute it changes to a price negotiation and I'm a vendor, I'm out. Yeah. Because right. it's it's no fun. It's like, wait a second. You know, mm-hmm. the the only person I'm gonna answer to is my husband and my kids when they need me, not some company. Yep. And I also, by the way, manage expectations. Oh, so real I I do, and I, I tell them in the process. I said, listen, before we move forward, I do want you to know I do not work Fridays. I'm a football mom. 
I'm super involved in the high school. We're a Division One team. Mm-hmm. My husband played in the NFL. So we are like football. I think I played in the NFL in a former life, right? <laughs> and they dig it. They're like, oh, God, I wish I could do that. Well, and they know you own you own your value. You own what's going on in your life, and they respect that because you're not just willing to lay down and placate. They know you're serious. They know you've got you're not desperate as well. That's a very that's yeah. A, that's a very important thing in any kind of sales and negotiation. So, what do you think? And you know, I, I kind of want to I, I want to as we're approaching the tail end of this, and I want to get into the women's conference, the no, no glass ceiling in Vegas that you're going to be doing, which everybody needs to hear about this and check out the link on the, uh, you know, on the show notes. But what do you think is the, the really the biggest challenge? The, what is the overall biggest challenge to your entire process that people end up facing besides, you know, once they get past the, okay, I'm not good enough. What is the biggest hurdle to overcome? God, that's like asking me which one of my boys I like better. Yeah. And, it and it's kind of probably hard. Depends on the day, right? Depends on the day. Depends on the, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> depends on the, all, yeah, depends on the shape of his room. Um, right, right. Well, and it probably, you know, it probably depends on the, um, on the, you know, the client that you're dealing with, et cetera. Let me ask you this. Let me rephrase it. What's your biggest challenge in business right now? We all face them. We all have challenges that we're, you know, we're working to solve. And maybe when you tell me, maybe I have an easy solution. Maybe not, yeah. but let's see. What, what is your biggest challenge right now, Kelly? Yeah, so you know what? It's it's great that you worded it like that because I'm going to say, you know, the biggest challenge that I see a lot of other people have is landing a higher paying client and understanding the sales psychology and the buying process first. Really, truly understanding how to get higher paying clients and affluent clients, you know, because everybody wants that. Yeah. And then secondary is, you know, the mindset, the marketing, the sales, and the money that all falls into those buckets. Um, Now, for myself, my biggest challenge, um, gosh, I mean, we are growing. We are in a, a, this no glass ceiling. Um, I've owned the domain name for 14 years. I've put it up, pulled it back. I was going to say, that's a great domain name, by the way. Thank you. I mean, it, it really, you know, was a vision of mine actually 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Put it on hold. My mom said, you've got to do this. And uh, a year later, she died in my arms. I was eight months pregnant with my first son. Oh, my God. So I put it on hold. And then, you know, 14 years ago, put it out there, pulled it back. And I was scared. Everybody goes, you could not be scared. Yes, I'm human. Mm-hmm. Everybody, you know, it's like, what will people think? What if it doesn't work? What if it does work? What if I did? Yeah. So this year on my mom's birthday, I pulled the trigger and launched it, and it has absolutely taken off. That was January 9th, um, really launched in May. Our event is, you know, 75 plus percent sold out. I'm speaking at the United Nations in November. Wow, congratulations. Yes, thank you. Um, Lots of strategic alliances with huge companies like Freddie Mac, Fannie Mae, MGM, Zappos. I mean, they sent one email and had 80 women show up and say, yes, we want no glass ceiling as an internal event. Wow. So for me, the, my biggest challenge right now is um, I'm in this incredible growth and it's the right growth. Mm-hmm. And so I am now um, leveraging out my team infrastructure. So you're, are you Phase two of team. I have team, mm-hmm. but now it's like we need team on steroids. Yep. Yeah, getting them uh, operating like a well-oiled machine. Yes, and it's it's um, this is really odd 
I can't, it's like sometimes, it's like looking back at your high school picture and saying, is that me? It's like, <laughs> I, I look at the business right now and go, wow, is this happening? Yeah. Um, because the volume of opportunity, the right opportunity is literally like just, it's just pouring in and, um, and we're meeting the demand and it's an honor. It's, you know, I could go to heaven tomorrow and say, I did the right thing. That's amazing. Yeah. That's a great feeling, isn't it? I yeah, think every, we, I think we all str- kind of strive for that moment. We like, oh, you know, I want happiness in my life. What is that? So esoteric? Is, is it money? Is it this? Is it that? Is it success? How do you define it? But I think at the end of the day, what you just said is really what it's about. Like, do you, do you feel as though the work you're doing is so good that, um, like, hey, if I died tomorrow, no regrets. I I did it. Like, I'm I yeah, achieved kind of what I'm proud I, of. I worked my ass off. I don't know if I'm supposed to say a bad word or not, but Go you know, I, I did, and um, you know, we did seven figures in five months. And I've done that several times before with other businesses. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I did obviously know how to do that, but, um, you know, it's, it's great. I mean, it's, it's been fantastic. I mean, at the big, the biggest piece right now is we have just expanded the room and we would love to have more people attend uh, the event in October. Cool. So perfect segue because I want to ask you about the event. I also then want to kind of finalize this with the other deliverables that you do because it's not just events. I know you've got everything. I'm, I'm guessing from um, home study to in-person coaching group, whatever, but I want you to explain that. But first, let's talk about this all-important event as it comes up in October. So name of, cool. the, name of the event is? Noglassceiling.com. So okay. No Glass Ceiling Women's Conference for okay. Women and Cool Men. Okay, so guys, so guys can come. You're not discriminating based on genitals, are you? <laughs> no. Good. In fact, 35% of our attendees right now are men. The, that's so smart of guys because it's like, hey, I want to go hang out with a bunch of women. So <laughs> I'm telling you where women go, men will follow. We are a $19 trillion market. So I'm oh, going to yeah. teach how to tap that market. So men should be there. I love it. Um, yeah. So uh, October 9, 10, 11. At the um, gym, you said? Or where is that? Me? Which, which, which hotel? In, it's at the Hilton, oh, Hilton Resort and Spa. It's oh. a former Ritz-Carlton in Vegas. Oh, yeah, I have perfect. negotiated I a stupid low rate. And uh, and yes, and so we have some incredible speakers. Um, Kam Mirza, billionaire entrepreneur, will uh-huh. be there. Sharon Lecter from Think and Grow Rich. Uh, Jenny Hot, Google calls her the highest paid multi-million dollar blogger in the world. Wow. Uh, Lori Taylor, uh, top 10 social media female in the world. And, and then... And then, yeah. Awesome like, kind of, kind of, you know, really slow talker, though. It's hard to keep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. And of course, my I, lo- no, I, lo- I love Lori. It's just, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's right now. I sound like Lori as fast as I'm like talking. Yeah. But um, yeah. And so then, of course, I'll be there really. Uh, MGM and Zappos, of course, will be there. And we have a couple of other surprises. It's not a multi speaker, it is not a pitch. Uh, this is a no pitch event, no fluff. This is come learn, break through barriers, walk out with your plan for a six or seven figure business on landing high-end affluent clients, whether they be entrepreneurs, small to mid-sized companies, or corporations. Um, It's deep learning. Usually 65 to 70% of my attendees land six-figure deals in 60 days or less. Wow, that's that's great. There's not a lot of events that can... Right. And I should say that I want people to get results in advance. So it's not just an event. So when someone does register, they have 10 modules of everything that we talked about today. They get all of this for free in Elite Business Mastery. And I'm doing live Q&A calls in advance. 
So that's we have people that's landing great. one, two, three, four clients every week in advance. Wow. By the time people show up, they're going to be testimonials, not just you know, not just learning. Right. Well, what I want is for people, I mean, that would be cool, but I really, what I want for people is go through the training in advance, go land deals in advance, show up at the event and do deals at the event and do deals at a different level than you would have if you just show up at an event. Right. Well, and the people there are the exact kind of people that you yeah. could potentially be doing deals with. I mean, it's, it's, you know, probably people like you said, who've already got some degree of success and are, and are, uh, you know, looking to, break through that ceiling and and yep. you know that's all the best deals of my life best relationships have come from events bar well, none i mean i met you at an event exactly i mean we will do these are six seven you know eight figure earners and you know people that are on the road to six figure is totally great too i mean we have some of those, those folks as well i'll take desire over an mba every day of the week oh yeah I and agree. And, you know, we'll, we'll do a lot of cool – I'm creating an ecosystem within the event for mm-hmm. some cool networking. And then the Ultimate Sales Edge is a home study program. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it will have uh, an event that I'm going to do also with it this May. But, um, yeah, Ultimate Sales Edge, Elite Business Mastery, um, No Glass Ceiling, and then, of course, the Mastermind. My Mastermind is Accelerate. So – that's great. You know, you know what I love about you, Kelly. Also, on this is like that. There's so many people in the world of uh, you know consultants and trainers and information marketers. You know, just this industry that we swim in a lot, who are kind of faking it to yeah. to, to teach people. But I mean, you, like you said in the beginning, you've been there. You've sat at the tables of Fortune 100 companies. You know what it's like on the other side. You you've built you know six and seven figure businesses in multiple different industries and you've you, you've performed at very high levels so it's not like you're you just kind of either stumbled into it recently and then all of a sudden decided that you want to be an expert and teach other people you've got the chops you've you've seen it you've you've kind of seen the you know you've seen the the mistakes and the the roadblocks and the obstacles that are in the way and a lot of times you know that's that's really where I believe that people, when they invest in education, mentorship, you know, uh, building their skill sets, that's what they need the most of. It's you can get great education of what to do, uh, right. the basics from a book, you know, ten dollars, twelve dollars, but you don't get the wisdom. You get the knowledge, but you don't get the wisdom. You don't really understand how to navigate the the minefields of business and opportunities, especially when an opportunity comes up and you're like, oh, okay, I'm ready to, uh, uh, I'm ready to capitalize on this, but man, I've got some questions. I don't really know what to do. Good luck getting an answer out of that book necessarily. That's where having not only like a mentor or, you know, a relationship with a person like yourself, but the relationships and the, that you get from attending events like this come in so helpful. I know I've, yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've called on people I've known, whether they've been paid mentors of mine or friends or people that says, hey, I, I've got this. I need your help. But, but I did that because I invested in myself, either getting myself out there, meeting people or paying for mentorship. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty vocal. I don't, I don't subscribe to the self-ordained mastery um, I think it's a bunch of bullshit mm-hmm. and I definitely have failed my way to the top and I do know where the minefields are. And I, you know, I agree with you. I mean, there's, there's know-it-alls and there's learn-it-alls <laughs> and then there's a blend in between, right? Um, I did want to, we'll have a special link for your folks for a thousand dollars off of their registration. Seriously. 
Yes. So it's that's for- so generous. You didn't tell me that before. That's a surprise. <laughs> I that's well, I, that's I did sizzling it. hot. <laughs> I did it. Um, I did it this morning. Um, I put together a page. It's noglassceiling.com forward slash private. And it's four ninety seven instead of fourteen ninety seven. Whoa. And we're in early bird. The tickets are going to go to two grand. So Whoa, that four ninety seven is for your peeps. That's fantastic. And that, so a thousand dollars off, and the the event is what two or three days. Yeah, the event is three days, October nine, ten, eleven for four ninety seven, and they get the ten modules and the live Q and A and a post event live Q and A call, and three days to literally dial in their business. Wow, I mean, and a thousand dollars to get to blow in Vegas at the craps table if you want <laughs> <laughs> or whatever that's no that's really amazing and the, the value on that is is it's fantastic and, and you know it, it is true people who are going to the, the event it's not just the cost of the event they, they're investing their time away from their business or their family they're investing in potentially a hotel or gas or you know airfare or whatever so that's amazingly generous look at that thousand dollars as you know you're she just basically you just basically paid for all of their travel and hotel expenses Yes, I paid for all their travel and hotel, basically. But also with the pre-event training and elite business mastery, I want them to be able to, you know, at least double or quadruple or 10x their business before they even show up so that they're in the the green, I call it. Forget the black and the red. Let's get in the green. Let's have, you know, some extra money. That's amazing. So, And guys, listen to this. I'm not making any money off of this. I'm bringing this to you because I I really think, you know, Kelly's material is amazing and i think you should learn from her so this is not this is not an affiliate endorsement i you know this is this is for you and it is really really generous of you to do that kelly i appreciate that yeah i would love to have you at the event i know you're looking at your schedule and you know i'll actually around i'll definitely try to you know i'm gonna be in vegas for uh for war room mastermind in uh like the week before like the 28th through the second hell maybe i'll just spend a couple weeks out there but yeah um, you know what you and i are only a three-hour drive exactly exactly it's not too far because you're you're up in the Orange I'm County, in Orange right? County. Yep. I'm right near Laguna Beach. Right. What are you driving out there to get out there in three hours? I think it took me four and a half or five <laughs> last time. I I take the toll road. Yeah? I take the toll road. So really it's three and a half if I don't stop. Maybe I, I wonder how For hard. you, it's a little further because you're coming out of San Diego. A little bit. Maybe I'll drive my R8 there and it'll be faster. <laughs> so, um, now, this this is really, really cool. So, um what was that website again? Was it noglassceiling.com forward slash private? Correct. Cool. And then yeah. and then your other websites, like if they want to, like, okay, I want to find out a little bit more about Miss Kelly. So just yes. general noglassceiling.com is one. And then your other, do, do you have another website you want to direct anybody to? Yeah, definitely. Um, please go check out kellyfidel.com. Mm-hmm. So K-E-L-L-Y, F like Frank, I-D-E-L. That's fantastic. And, you know, guys, it, you know, the, the nature of podcasts and shows like this is they, they live on the internet forever. So let's just say it's after October. Uh, you're listening to this around Thanksgiving time or whatever. And it's, it's not, you know, the event is over. I guarantee she's probably going to have some more. However, the, um, you, like you said, if on noglassceiling.com, there's places to get home study courses. There's places to get the, the things that they can do at the comfort of their home. They don't have to travel. Is that correct? Yes, but actually, I totally forgot. We have a free membership. So anybody that goes to No Glass Ceiling um, or noglassceiling.com private, uh, there is a button on there. And just get your free membership. There is a ton of free training, interviews, um, 
all sorts of really cool stuff back there. I mean, I am a firm believer in giving people the tools so that they can really move the dial in their business. And then I'm all about leverage. You know, I have corporate sponsors that pay for this stuff so that my entrepreneurs don't have to. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's a whole nother, uh, that's, that's a, a whole different nother... podcast. <laughs> oh yeah. No, it, it, it for sure is. Um, one of the last questions. Yeah. Who are some of your mentors? Who are the people who've kind of made the you know the biggest impact on your business and uh, and life? Who have you grown for? Who who you want to give kind of thanks to in that area? Oh wow. Um, well, you know, first I would have to say my parents. I mean, they divorced when I was three, but they they kept in touch and they were both really good. They're both gone. Uh, but my dad had made millions and lost millions, was an entrepreneur, and he did a lot of things wrong and a few things right. And my my mom um, was also an amazing entrepreneur, but she worked in corporate and just broke through every possible glass ceiling and took a lot of hits. You know, she was a manager. That was kind of it. But she really taught me the art of selling and the elegance of being a woman. Um, after that, you know, I had some Fortune 100 mentors that who were amazing. Mm-hmm. Jay Fuchs was a, a great mentor. Um, of course, today, Kam Mirza, who does $3 billion a year, uh, 20 companies in seven countries, is phenomenal. Wow. You know, we've, we've carved out no glass ceiling to uh, $20 million next year and $50 million in a five-year plan um, with a lot of the stuff we have going on. I do talk about it. At the event, I don't mm-hmm. care if people want to know. Fine, yeah. it's like it's not you know a top secret thing. It's a business, right? So, um, yeah. So I, I would say you know today, and then of course you know a lot of mentors that don't know that they're mentors. Brad, I learn from you all the time. I'm not just saying that because we're on here. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I would just say nothing, but I think you're brilliant. You definitely create a pattern interrupt in the industry. Oh, thanks. Because yeah, while well, everyone's so. going left, you go right. You just. Uh, you know, internet marketing or any of the traditional vehicles on how people do business, you understand big business in a bigger way. And you're able to, what I love about you is that you have an incredible deep knowledge. We have similar backgrounds. Mm -hmm. And you're able to bring that big, fat, deep knowledge and things that are complex, bring them down into a simplified process so that people can understand, take action, and get results really quick. And that's what I dig about you. I really that's appreciate why, that. That's that, why I said yes, too. Cool. I really appreciate that because you know, it's so often, like we talked at the very beginning, it's so often it's hard to know your own value your own like and how other people see you because we all see, our, see ourselves one way and sometimes we think of our, you know, you know, we don't realize that. I, I'm actually reading a book right now. I'm halfway through it. I think Dan Sullivan wrote it, uh, Unique Ability, for that exact reason. It's uh, you know, a great book. You can get it on Amazon or Kindle. And it's part of that is asking other people, you know, what do you think my unique ability is? How do you see me? Because it, you'll oftentimes be really, really surprised. But I'm glad you recognized that because it makes me, it makes me feel really good. I, I appreciate that. Well, and you know what, Brad? I'm going to say this too. Okay. You are a good person at the core. And I have the ability to see that in people right away. And I love your dog. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see the picture on Facebook? He's learning to read. (laughs) He's learning to read. No, you rock. I'm a fan. Well, thank you very much. I'll I'll quote you on that. Definitely. So, Kelly, thank you very, very much for being on the show. Guys, run out to noglassceiling.com forward slash private and actually if you go to noglassceiling.com forward slash registration you'll see other people pay $1,495 for this and Kelly is paying for she's giving you $1,000 out of her own pocket in order to pay for all your 
you know, all your other expenses, et cetera, so that you have not only no glass ceiling, but no excuse not to go check her out. I am going to juggle my schedule around and see if I can be there as well. So if you're listening, you want to meet me, God forbid, uh, this may be an opportunity. I can't promise, but I'm going to try. Um, and you know, Go back, listen to this a few times. This is this is. I'm, I don't transcribe every single episode. I'm absolutely transcribing this one, and I'm going to make it available, you know, to people. A, a link here on the in the show notes because I think there was so much valuable advice that just came out of this, and it really needs to be shared. And I think if if people take this and learn from it and get out there, they can literally change their life with one deal. You know, a lot of people have value to offer, and they just don't know how to kind of get it in the right hands. One deal not only can inject some much-needed cash into your bank account, depending on where you're starting at, but it can also give you that much-needed vote of confidence in yourself to go out and wash, rinse, repeat, and um, do it again and again and again. Now, if you enjoyed this show, and it well, actually, if you didn't enjoy this show, you're brain dead. If you did enjoy this show, let me know. Send an email to askbrad at baconwrappedbusiness.com. Tell me what you enjoyed uh, the most about it. If you'd like a second opinion on what you're doing right now, on how you can you know, grow your business, or if there's anything else, or if you'd even like to share your own, I guess, bacon wrap business strategy tactic, if you think you'd be a good guest, or if you have any other guests that you think would you know, be in the same league as Miss Kelly Fidel over here, and you think, Brad, I'd love to have you get in there and extract the information as well, let me know. That's a great way to reach out and contact me. I also love those iTunes reviews. We're a top-ranked show on iTunes, and it's only because of you guys. It takes only a few minutes to run over there and give me that five-star if you think I deserve it. I read every single one of them, and I love each and every one of you guys for doing that. Until next time, Kelly, thank you so very much for being on the show. I know I learned a lot, and I can't wait to get this out to the public. You rock, Brad. Thank you so much. It was my honor. I'm serious. I had a great time. I had a lot of fun, and I appreciate you. Awesome, Kelly. I appreciate you. 